Welcome to the Go Abundance Podcast, the audio channel for healthy, wealthy, generous men who choose to lead epic lives. You know, the problem with most successful guys is they are awesome, yet at the same time, they suck. <laughs> They're too one-dimensional. Like, they have big, fat money, but also a big, fat gut. <laughs> or the opposite. They may look good as hell naked. But if you look in their savings account, they're as broke as a $3 watch. Some may have both muscle strength and financial strength, but they've been divorced five times and their kids don't even speak to them. Some have huge smiley family portraits in their foyer, but not a single friend that's honest and objective with them. Some may be gregarious as hell, surrounded by people and hugs galore, but their charitable giving is shameful. Come on, man. Really? That's all you gave back? I think you get my point by now. At GoBundance, we know we're not perfect, but our goal is to be better, better multidimensionally, in six simple categories. We call these our pillars. Number one, horizontal income. Number two, age-defying health. Number three, bucket list adventures. Number four, genuine contribution. Number five, authentic relationships. And number six, extreme accountability. So speaking of number six, Let's dig into this week's interview with a GoBro. And you can tell me, is he walking the talk or is he a false prophet? <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to the GoBundance Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Gruber. And today, a special episode with one of our GoBundance founders, GoBundance elders, real estate investor, and the, the king of the genuine contribution pillar, none other than Tim Rode. Tim, welcome. Hey, welcome, Jamie. Welcome, guests. I am so <laughs> proud to be here and just honored. And let's roll, Jamie. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. And I know you're on a road trip right now. Maybe we'll touch on that. But let's go back a bit and uh, and get the story of you. I mean, many of us in the community obviously know who you are. You're one of the founders of GoBundance. But for those who may not be as familiar with you, your, where you're from and all that you've done, why don't you give us the, uh, the outline in as much time as you would like to? Sure. Yeah, I'll give you kind of the Reader's Digest version of all the chapters or incarnations of my book of, of Tim Road. Mm -hmm. So I was the kid in the back of your class throwing spit wads at you, paying absolutely no attention, looking out the window, dreaming of running across the mountains that were out there. And I just couldn't figure out why in the heck do I have to learn the periodic tables? What is this? This stuff has nothing to do with where I'm going. I intuitively sensed that. So my claim to fame young was I graduated from high school with a C minus average and never took a book home because I just wanted to do as least as I could. Something told me just get through this. So consequently, because of that, this late start in life, I found myself at 25 as a part-time grocery clerk with two young kids painting addresses on people's curbs to be able to afford diapers for, for my then young kids. And then I found my niche selling real estate. It was kind of like putting the key in the lock and it finally fit. And, we're, and uh, One Life has something called the fulfillment triangle I'd love to touch on. I found, you know, where do I fit within the fulfillment triangle? First weekend in real estate, I hold an open house, I sell it. Those people need to list their home, so I list their home. I take some buyers out, I sell them a house. So I really did three deals my first weekend. And I'm still a part-time grocery clerk at the time. And I just... I remember sitting in the bathtub at 2 a.m. trying to calm down because I knew it was on. And I'm, just the wheels were turning. I'd made more over that weekend than I did in the last six months in the grocery business. So for the next 15 years, I cranked the song Welcome to the Jungle while I, the first seven years, chain smoked three cigarettes and, uh, and, and drove to the office just, just fired up every day to get after it and one thing i did different than most and i want your listeners to catch this while my income went from 30 grand a year as a grocery clerk to 60 grand to 120 to 190 to 400 i my expenses went from like 15 to 20 to 25 to 30 to 40 and then you know something we talk about is 
uh, increase your income, monitor what's going out, and invest the what's left to invest. Well, my what's left to invest grew rapidly over the years. So I took that extra money and started buying single family homes, duplexes, land in the path of growth. And I told you at 25, I was a broke part-time grocery clerk. At 40, I looked up and I was a hundred percenter, probably about a hundred and two percenter, to be honest, not, not much over. And, and I had this conversation in my head and I was like, dude, I'm so proud of you. You barely graduated high school. Here you are at 40. You're a freaking millionaire, dude. You pulled it off. What's next? The other voice said, I never want to list another effing home in my life. Well, how are you going to do that? Well, you flipped a home and you just made 20 grand. Why don't you go do that? And I just started figuring some stuff out. And it took about three years to kill my real estate business. But I did do that. I did transition from I want to list and sell your home to I want to buy your home. And I wrote a plan called Tim is now an investor plan. And it was, uh, you know, kind of a Tony Robbins layout of what is it? Why is it? And then how are you going to do it? Okay. So, so I wrote out that plan. I basically, I say I retired at 40, but it took about three years to do that. To, to kill the, yeah. yeah. So, so then like at, in, that was around 2000, about 2005, we wanted to move up to the mountains and start a new life. So I sold 17 properties with 52 tenants right into the top of the California craze right before we, you know, turned the corner and built our dream home for cash, ex exchanged some, you know, properties for, for easy to manage mailbox money. And I've never actively listed, sold, or personally bought any real estate. I don't, I quit working around 2000 and 2006, let's say. And I've just been living off my guile. I call it water skiing in other people's wake. Let them do all the work. And I'm out getting the goods in the woods, taking care of my family, running our nonprofit One Life Fully Lived, and making sure I stay healthy and vital. I just focus on those things and not much else, Jamie. That's yep. kind of like how I got to where I am. And then one life and go business are a whole nother story. Well, we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that. But I want to, I want to talk about a couple of things here. It's funny you say that, it, you know, 14, 15, you were staring out into the mountains at, the, at school as opposed to focusing on the work there. And that's where you ended up in the mountains. I'm kind of curious at what point... Or was there ever a point when you 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 mentioned real estate? But did you have a sense of where you were going? You said you were looking out into the out of the window and knew that wherever you were wasn't aligned with where you were going. Where at that point did you know at all where you were going, or was it just not here? This is an excellent question. I would say there was before the dream and after the dream, and and from twenty five to about you know thirty eight, I just had the hammer down with no real reason why, except Tina and I both grew up in the mountains and we knew we eventually wanted to get back there. And then in 1997, our market had been, we'd been through a long-term downturn. And I found like I was a hamster on a wheel, just pushing it, but not really getting there. And if any of you can relate to this, have you ever been in one of those places where you're mad as hell and you're not going to take it anymore and you just know what you're doing isn't working and you don't know what you want, but you know you want something better? Well, that's where I was in 1997. And, and a voice in my head said, dude, if you don't like it, why don't you write out what you would like? What? Mm -hmm. What, where would you like to be? And I got really excited. And I, and I had this vision. I'd be waking up every morning to an inspiring mountain view. I'd be doing something I love to do, kind of lifting others to their best life. I would be daily, every day, getting the goods in the woods. And all my family would be nearby. Okay? So, so I, yeah. And... Hmm. <laughs> this sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, in, and keep in mind, I'm living in Manstika. Sorry for all of you out in the Central Valley if you're hearing this. It's, it does, you know, it's just, it's ugly, it's smoggy, it's just... 
you know, when you live in a town where you say, I know it's kind of sucks to live here, but we're close to the Bay Area and we're close to Yosemite, you need to move. Mm. <laughs> you know? So, so I didn't like where I was living. I was sick of what I was doing. I call it the use by date was what the milk was sour on that career. So, so I wrote out this amazing dream and it kind of re it reinvigorated me to really get after making it happen. So that was, you know, you asked the question, did you know what you were going to do? Well, there was BD and AD before dream, after dream. You know, it's, it's, I love that. And, and there's, there's, uh, when you talk about vision and visualization, I mean, you know, so we, we created a merge, you know, you, myself and, and the elders and everybody else, we created a merge with the idea of taking the best practices, the habits, the tactics of, of those that have been super successful, you yourself included. And the first one that we talk about is that, is vision. And what I like about what you talked about is, yes, you had a vision, but you had persistence toward that vision. I think people put a vision out there and when it doesn't happen, and I'm guilty of this within six months or a year or whatever, it's like, ah, they forget the vision, but you kept it front of mind. You had a habitual song that you were listening to on the path to your vision. And, and literally what you just described your vision to be from what I know of you is the life you're living right now. That's really cool. And then the other thing I was going to bring up uh, was going back to the C minus average. It's, it's interesting. I never understood the big deal about passing Versus getting an A, it's it, like you, right? Like if I got a C, it's like okay, I, I passed, right? I could get, I can move on. Like who cares about what I passed? Because I'm not going to remember any of this stuff, right? So it's just interesting to hear the, your your story, mine, and many of others in the tribe. It feels like is that it's like look, school was fine. I just sort of needed to get by, uh, and I did. You know, I didn't need the A pluses or whatever the case may be. What do you think? I'm curious. What do you think that is? Why is that? Why is that a a uh, a commonality amongst the entrepreneurs that you and I uh, and you yourself, for that matter, interact with? Why is why is this education thing? This comes up on almost every podcast. Like ah, you know, I was in college. It didn't really matter to me, or I just got by in school, or I barely made it out of high school. Like, what is that? Have you ever thought through like why that's such a a I common study, thread amongst many of us? I study people, and I think we all have different genes. My wife was the, was the valedictorian. She's the, I married an A student. So, and they say, what is it? The A students work for the C students. Yeah. Yeah. So I just think we're all wired differently. And, and it kind of is what it is. I will say I've kind of taken the same mindset towards making money. I tapped out in 2007 and was, you know, really, I wasn't that much of a hundred percenter. And I said, you know what? Kind of like how I didn't never want to take a book home. I never really want to worry about money. I just want to go have fun and I'm going to, I'm going to serve. I'm going to connect and I'm just going to play my game full out and use my intuition to, to just, I love the word wizardry, <laughs> you know, just create magic. Out of nothing, I'll give you a good example of that. In 2011, David Pat and I went to an event called the World Domination Summit in Portland. And it was right when we were starting GoBundance. We had just gotten our GoBundance business cards. And, and we went over our one sheets. And that year, I was upside down. I brought in 120 and it cost me 140 to live. And they were aghast. <laughs> you know, just think of them with... with with how strong they are towards, you know, financial freedom and stuff like that. And they said, Tim, what are you going to do? Good, good mastermind buddies mm -hmm. calling me out. What are you going to do? Are you going to listen and sell real estate? Are you going to go buy, you know, more rentals? Are you going to flip homes? What are you going to do? I said, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'll figure it out. And so I thought of the best coaching student I ever had was Andrew Cushman. He just started buying apartments. I just bought one of his apartments. Andrew knows apartments. He's, he's you know, talented, honest, and just got serious game. David and Pat have money, and I know all these people with money. What if we started a little syndicate, and Andrew would do all the work, and they'd put up the money, and I put this together, and now we have DAPT, and we bought 12 different um, apartment complexes. Every time we buy one, I get a nice nug, and 
you know, take that money and put it into the apartments. And that's that wizardry I was talking about. I, I have a, let me think, a quarterly meeting with Andrew. He'll call me to run over some deals, but dude's doing all the work and I'm out skiing. Is this a great country or what? Leaning into your gift, he's leaning into his, right? So you're leveraging skills you're, and that's your gift, the connection and everything like that. Uh, no, that's great. I appreciate you you talking through that a little bit. I'm curious, In in I was just in Atlanta at the champion event, which was great to be at. And we were talking about this invisible thread, this intuition. And David, even on the podcast, for those who want to go back and listen to his episode, talked about like a, I think he called it like a quiet whisper, like that draw. You had that happen to you. Maybe it wasn't so quiet. Uh, you said around 40 when it was like, man, I, I, I want to live this way and I don't want to list another home and just made the decision to unwind the thing that got you there, which a lot of people would say sounds crazy. Like, why wouldn't you double down or, you know, it, it's, it's serving you so much. What was it that created that for you? Like, do you believe in that? Is it some sort of like, you know, intuition that you follow? And that's what drove you to say, Hey, I'm killing this real estate business. Like, what was it that just sort of became too much for you to kind of stick with that line of business and move on to the next thing? I think this is a really good point. From 25 to 40, I was on the hamster wheel and just driving and just pushing it and cranking one or welcome to the jungle and just in the trenches working in my business. And if you remember, I said I was down in Belize scuba diving when I came up with the idea that I'm no longer going to enlist and sell real estate. I, I had a time to get quiet and think. And so many of us are just pushing it and pushing it and don't take the time to you know see the forest through the trees, if you will. So I think that was... The adding the heart into the head, if that makes sense, you know, that intuition piece. And, and my life really took off when I quit working, you know, I'd spend time getting the goods in the woods and, and be in such a state of exhilaration of climbing up a mountain to ski down it, just thinking in a really light snowstorm and it's all quiet. And I'd just be thinking, I love this so much. I want to do this more. Well, how are you going to do it more? What are you going to do? How are you going to, you know? So so I'd get the time to really think stuff out. And then I'd come back, hey, Andrew, want to start a... You want to start a syndicate with us, you know? And 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 I would realize I want more of this, so I'm going to do more of this. And when I'm out doing this, it's going to give me the ideas and the inspiration to come back and crush it. So. I love it. What's up, everybody? This is Pat Hyben and Tim Rode, founders of GoBundance. And we wanted to give you a quick sneak peek of our August event coming up in Steamboat, Colorado. Yeah, we've gotten a lot of uh, feedback that you'd love to see us kind of go back to the old ways. Want to see us do the one sheets, want to see go talks, more connecting at the event. So we're committed this year and we promise, number one, all four elders are going to be there. Number two, it's going to be 50% on stage, 50% off stage, which means, you know, 50% of the time at least is going to be spent interacting with all the other members. And some of the cool things that we got going for you on stage is of course as usual we're going to do the bull versus bear and we really really put our heads together and said what is something that's debatable and that one thing is retail so we are going to bull versus bear on the asset class retail real estate is that going to bomb or should you be buying into that that's number one. We're going to be doing the ever popular 728 program with Aaron West, Daniel Del Real. We're going to have David Osborne leading three businesses through the gauntlet. The gauntlet. And if you haven't seen the last gauntlet, the gauntlet is basically it's a shark tank. David's going to run the shark tank. He's going to be like the three shark tank judges all in one. Actually, what he's going to be is he's going to be like the, the, lead, the interactive guy. And then the audience is going to be like the judges. So the three Shark Tank people will come and present at the gauntlet. Then they'll go into a soundproof booth. And everybody will rip them to shreds in the audience. So it'll be really, really cool and very engaging as to um, how people pick apart investments. 
And of course, they're real investments. So afterwards, if you want to throw some money down on it, you can too. And then during the day, of course, we'll be getting the goods in the woods. We have all sorts of fun things lined up for you. Plenty of options to play hard, to uh, play light. However you play, there will be a way for you to get it. Yep, and something we're going to do that's, that we haven't done before, we're going to have a very organized golf tournament going to be a GoPod golf tournament or if your GoPod is not there then you can just pick a random foursome. We're also going to have an ultimate frisbee GoPod challenge. So in your GoPod you're going to go against other GoPods in a game of ultimate frisbee and we're going to bracket it. We're going to have a huge prize at the end for the winner. So here's the deal. Sign up. Come to Steamboat in August. Here's all the information on the screen. We look forward to seeing you there. The wrong tribe confounds, the right tribe compounds. Get your free copy of the runaway bestseller Tribe of Millionaires at $20 value at tribeofmillionaires.com free. Just pay the shipping. That's tribeofmillionaires.com. No, I appreciate you talking through that. Last thing I want to talk about before we talk about GoBundance and then One Life, uh, and then we'll get into your one sheet. You mentioned around 05 is when you kind of, I think that's when you said you got to that 100 percenter status. That sound about right? Yeah. Sure. 05, 07. How did 08, because now you're investing, you said you're not buying anything of your, of your own. How did, you know, you're investing in, in putting, putting your skis in other people's wake and so on. How, did 08 impact you, 09? Like, did any lessons from a downturn? I mean, we don't know what the next one looks like, when it will be, if it will be, how it will be, and all of that. But did you, did you experience anything, uh, any, any you know, upset, if you will, in 08 or 09? If so, what did you learn from it? If not, what did you learn that you did well, maybe unintentionally, to get you through? Let me, let me back up. That I, I was actually 100%. or That was more like 97. When oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so a couple things in this that are really important. I wanted to move around 2001 and, and move up to the mountains. And for a couple of reasons, the timing just wasn't right yet. And, and I had to stay there. And that served me well because the market doubled and then doubled again. Mm -hmm. And then by the time I went to tap out in 2005 to 2007, we had built so much equity. If I would have done that in 2001, I would have had to list and sell or had to flip homes when we moved. When, when by being more patient, I was able to, when I tapped out, have the options to choose to just get the goods and let the game come to me. And I couldn't have done that if I'd done it before. Okay. So that's an important point. And then to answer your question, David, Pat, and I, because of our strong mastermind from about 2004 on, we, we, and, and talking to people all over the country, you know, of what's going on in the market and what do you see? What do you see? We were able to know the downturn was coming. If you notice, I sold right at the top. Yeah, yeah. And when the 2008, 2009 downturn came, I just kind of took my pedal totally off the gas and just, I was coaching real estate investors, making 250 bucks an hour, sitting in my hot tub or walking around my property, talking real estate, you know? So I didn't, I didn't do any new moves. I had income producing real estate, the just, it just didn't matter. I had buildings leased to AutoZone and a, a retail strip center and stuff. So no, I didn't get hit that hard. Good for you. Good for Got you. No, that's great. So the lesson though in that it sounds like is, I mean, it's the ultimate, your network is your net worth or you're the average of the five people. It's, it's you know, are you around the right people? Are you in the right community? Are you with the right uh, types of folks that, you know, you can, you can have those conversations and be aware and be mindful of whatever it is that you're driving toward and be held accountable to it. So uh, to your point, being around some of these guys, it, it sounds like served you in, 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 I don't want to say timing it right, but being mindful of the of what is to come. You weren't blind to anything because you had the right people in your life. Fair, uh, totally. And and I, it, you know, that brings up emerge, ascend, go abundance, or if say if you're in real estate or whatever industry you're in, 
like having a lot of different people that you can reach out to and talk to about these things so you're getting ahead of the crowd. And if you are an emerge, ascend, or go abundance and think and or think you should be, my best advice is talk to as many people as possible. Make connections with people all over the country. It's kind of like you have your own mafia kingdom and Jamie's got his in Michigan and Pat's got his in Maryland and David's got his in Austin. And so you're seeing, look at those four corners of the country and you're hearing from those four people, or if you're in GoBundance, you're hearing now from 500 people yeah. of, of as many as you choose to connect with uh, exactly what's going on. And that's the value of the community. Love it. So we've talked, obviously, about GoBundance. Uh, you know, it started with the three of you, the three amigos, you, David, and Pat. Uh, Mike joined later. That's kind of the fourth elder. And then it's it's sort of taken off, especially in the last year, two years. We've added in Emerge, added in Ascend. There's so much happening. The GoBundance Women's Tribe is is vibrant and active now. What are what are you seeing, you know, here forward? Or what are your, you know, what what... What's the vision for GoBundance from your perspective? I mean, I know you and the elders and Chris get involved and have these discussions, but just for you, what's your, what's your, uh, your wish, your hope? What do you hope to see from this community as it goes forward? Honestly, I, and I didn't think this before. We were, we were small and we were mighty, but I've seen as we've grown people, something magical has happened. And I'll take the NorCal GoBundance tribe as an example. Every Saturday morning, we have a call and there's somewhere between 15 and 30 people on it. Just amazing. And what's happened is like in every trip and every gathering, just like NorCal, you find there's people who have been in since the start, people who got in a long time ago and brand new people. And the long timers know the drill. They saw where we come from and they know how valuable all these tools and connections are. And the new people are all excited and they want more. And so the combination of the two is just beautiful. So if we would have stayed small, it kind of would have gotten stale and there wouldn't have been new blood. And I don't even know if it would have lasted. So I wasn't a big proponent of growth, but having witnessed what's happened as we've gone from, you know, three of us to six of us to 14 of us to 38 of us to 150. And we're at 499 this morning. As I got a, I got an email. Um, I want to see us go to 10,000, Jamie. I want to see us get really big and have it be powerful and just imagine the guest speakers we can bring in and the connections and some of the things that can happen and i don't know if you saw uh uh dan grieb one of our members who used to be 300 pounds and started doing triathlons and trained a kid named chris who's getting the jimmy v award from on guys where to go no kidding i didn't know yes. that that's insane he's getting the jimmy v award that's going to be at the ESPYs the whole night? Yes, yes. Holy, is Dan going to be on stage then? Is Dan going to be part of that? Of course. Holy. Yes. That so, is amazing. No, Good for and, him. And, Good for them. And yeah. And, and David Green I used to prospect for me when he was 18 years old. <laughs> and, and this is an important thing. He, uh, Daniel Del Real, Aaron West, and a bunch of us were away for a weekend retreat once. And Green was still a cop. And it was right during Trayvon Martin, and he was having a really tough time. And he had gotten spit in his face that week. And he was an amazing real estate investor, but really hadn't had the courage to quit. And Aaron, Daniel, and I were peppering him with, what day next week are you quitting the force, Green? Is it going to be Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday? And we basically, you know just pushed him to go quit. And he did, and you know where he is now. A freaking bigger pocket. Rockstar. Of real that's estate, right? that's yeah. awful, extraordinary, and you know. So all of us have this, this where we are, and this untapped what could be within us, and that's what I challenge you. If you're listening to this, is dream big and have the cojones to make the next logical move for you. And by the way, some should stay on the force. They're not David Green. They're not you know, doing great stuff over here. Green, that was the best move for him. And, you know, yo, us, David. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah, no, that's great. I, and I, I love, uh, to your point, 
I, I like the growth. I think the fear, of course, is that you, that you lose intimacy, but I haven't had that experience so far. We have our pods. Uh, in fact, if anything, you're getting, you're getting more exposure to more things. I mean, you know, the, 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 the skills and uh, experiences are just getting broader. I remember seeing a post about like dollar generals. I've talked to a few guys about this in, uh, in our Facebook group in the GoBundance Facebook group, you know, somebody interested in, it, and they're like nine people like, Oh yeah, I own $30. General. I'm like, there's a dollar general, like tribe within the tribe, you know, <laughs> like very specific. Like you think it's a one-off, like, Oh, let me throw this random uh, thing that I'm doing. But there's people there that are, that can support on that, uh, 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 crypto. We've just brought in a, a bunch of crypto people into the tribe just by by happenstance. You know, there's all these uh, there's all these uh, well, different areas that people have micro tribes. It's all the micro tribes yeah. that are up. And and what is another thing that it's doing is it's giving people the audience to take whatever they're good at and and help others with it. And a good good example of that is a guy named Daryl Putnam who's writing a book and taking the writer's microtribe. And now he's having Green and Brandon Turner. And we just had Osborne on there. And all of us that, that are wannabe authors have our little microtribe and the way to do that. And there's, I don't know how many microtribes there are now, but there's probably 30. 20, 25, something like that, right? There's a ton. Uh, but no, it is neat uh, to, to, for me as a member for two and a half years to go from, I was at 200 guys or whatever in GoBundance. Now there's a women's tribe. Now there's the Emergent Ascend. There's 500 guys in GoBundance. There's a big, robust champion division. It was there before, but now it's, you know, you're, you're talking a room full of what, 50, 60 people that are worth five, 10, 50, $100 million, you know, networking and interacting. It's, it's neat to see the entire ecosystem. So, I mean, for you, it's got to be really cool from the three of you hanging out to this, you know, any level, any level that you're at in life, there's a spot for you, you know, uh, kind of, kind of system that you've built or ecosystem that you've built. I appreciate it, man. I, I kudos to you and thank you for building what you've built. that served me tremendously. I mean, I, I'm here. This is incredible for me. So thank you. Thank hey, you. Hey, our sincere pleasure. One other real quick is gold abundance for us old gray hairs, everybody over 50. And we're just in a different place in life. And we see everybody on the hamster wheel and they're pushing it and pushing it. And we're like, yeah, not so much anymore. What's, yeah. what's the rest of our life going to be like? And that's been an amazing tool for those of us over 50 to hang out with each other. So. And, and not to like to further the point, but my wife is part of GoWise. My family participates with FamBundance, right? There's just such a, it's, it's, it's a complete community. So uh let's talk hey, before to we answer your question it feels freaking amazing to to you know to david and pat and then the three amigos and david and i were rolling down the highway in texas looking at dollar generals as it would be dreaming of of what if we had the, a tribe for and and just to see it evolve and what it's become today is beyond our wildest dreams that's cool that's i had cool. to get it it must be. No, it must be. Uh, before we go into the one sheet, I want to talk about One Life. Uh, give me a little bit about you know the formation of this, the story, and you know where it is today, where it's going. Can you give me kind of an overview? This is your, this is your passion. I mean, you, you mentioned about twenty-five to forty. You know, yes. You, you know, here, let me take a side. So you're a very uh, introspective, sort of connected uh, uh, guy. Meaning, like you know, you're you're you, you're thoughtful, right? But I think what gets lost is that you've got a killer instinct that gets lost, I think, in the, in the sort of, you know, lightness that you come across. You're very welcoming, you're heart-centered, but you've got a killer in you. 25 to 40 was evidence of that. Killers don't just stop killing and go sit on a beach or play Frisbee golf every day. They go kill something else. For me, it feels like, and correct me if I'm wrong, GoBundance and specifically One Life are where you have directed that killer instinct. So tell me about that, if you don't mind. What is One Life? Why form it? What you're doing with it and where it's going? Well, first of all, if you're listening, please go to onelifefullylive.org. The number one, onelifefullylive.org. We're the number one One Life All One Word community on Facebook and Instagram. And, and uh, this is something I started around the same time we started GoBundance. Because if you remember, I got off to a late start in life. And I barely graduated high school, never went to college. And I was a lost soul. And I didn't get into how much things went awry. But let's just stay, say it was the 70s and leave it there. 
but I got off to a late start and I was a lost soul with a ton of talent. I was um, 15 years old, Kenny Shoes, Eastmont Mall in Oakland, at 15, their best salesman. Part-time while still in school, I'm crushing the adults and, and outselling them and stuff like that. So I always had this talent, but it was just misdirected. So when I was able to retire financially free at 40, I'm skiing on a mountain with my good friend, Christopher Lockhead, and my dad had just recently died. And I'm thinking about how blessed I am to be getting the goods in the woods daily and, and just how far I've come. And then I also thought about all the lost souls out there that it's just getting harder and harder to get the quote American dream. It was like they're running and the road's crumbling behind them. And I, and I literally, I'm a passionate person and I weep for society. So I, so I started thinking, what can I do to make a difference? I'm one of those, I don't want to, if I see a problem, I don't want to whine about it. I want to freaking fix it. That's what a dad does. So, so I started thinking, I know all these people who are crushing it in life and have a lot of money. And I see all these people who are hurting. What if I started something for them? So we started One Life Fully Lived. And he talked about vision planning. Our teachings are, it's called the One Life Roadmap. And it's available on Amazon for your student or your adult uh, person. And it's vision planning. Where am I going with all of this? Finances. How can I earn more, monitor what's going in, learn to invest wisely? Relationships with myself, who's my posse, who's my mentors, and, and wellness. How can I be healthy in my mind, body, and spirit to pull off this amazing life I've been blessed to live? So that's our One Life Roadmap teachings. And we've been able to impact you know, tens of thousands in schools. We've got a program now that we're rolling out in prisons. We've got people who have, are taking our teachings and taking them into the sober community, big brothers, big sisters, boys and girls club. We think this One Life Roadmap teachings, which is kind of like the starting place of figuring all this stuff out, we're taking it into everywhere we can in America and eventually all over the world. And one other quick thing, we've trained like, I think over 60 One Life Roadmap guides that have mastered our stuff and are taking it, yeah, taking it into COTS in Detroit, an organization that's been there since the 80s, trying to serve people and lift them. The problem was they don't know what the heck to do. Because, you know, it's kind of like you're in a stew and you, you're, you don't know what to do and your parents don't know what to do and your teachers and counselors, they're all kind of going down the wrong track. They're not teaching you how to kick ass in life and they're not teaching. Now I want to touch on that fulfillment triangle. Think of a triangle. Where do my passions meet my talents where there's opportunity? Where can I do something I like to do, I'm damn good at, and you say things like, and they pay me to do this? And go back to when I was a part-time grocery clerk and I found the key in the lock of selling real estate. I, I entered my key fit the lock of my fulfillment triangle. And then... It, it soured. I had to move on to the next incarnation and then the next incarnation. And all throughout life, we're continuously finding what's our next, you know, where will I fit in and thrive? If you're wise, some people kind of stay where they are. But that's the one life teachings is, is the fulfillment triangle. Where will I fit in and thrive? Which is part of our overall one life roadmap, which is those four areas I described. I have to thank you personally for for helping me with that key because uh, I opportunity talents and and uh, passion when the, the the middle of that meets I'm 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 much closer to that than I was two years ago if not already there and I thank you and the Gobundas community for allowing me that you know between emerge ascend just doing this I love doing this this podcast is is awesome I love interacting with people so you 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 live and breathe what you teach and I want to okay. honor and and just sort of call you out on that. So I appreciate that of you, not just for me, but for everybody that you impact. And to have sixty now guides—I didn't know you had that many. Uh, you're 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 expanding quickly. Your your impact is being felt broadly. So kudos to you and the One Life Group. Yeah, thank you so much, Jamie. It you know my head is with Go Abundance. My heart is with One Life Fully Live. So 
that's that's a tweetable moment right there. I like that. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> All right, let's jump into uh, the one sheet, the baseball card of your life. We're going to go pillar by pillar, and we're going to learn a little bit about one of our elders. So let's start out with the horizontal income pillar. And the first question is simply, what is your hor- horizontal income? And then also, how many lines is that? Okay, uh, this year it'll be 800000 in horizontal, which makes me a 394 percenter. Cause my, yeah, my left to invest is about 340. And what was your second question? How many lines uh, is your horizontal income? Or and this is, this is probably a guess, but I'd say around 30. You have a vertical? Minus 20. Minus 20. Can you explain that? Because we pay taxes. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, um, and uh, you know, I guess you could call, is this work? I guess I'm working right now. So I guess this is vertical, but there's nothing I do that's any kind of work. I don't buy anything. I don't sell anything. I, you know, and if go, if what I do with GoBenance on One Life is work, maybe that's vertical, but I don't count it. I love it. No, that makes sense. Uh, What percentage of your net worth is real estate? What percentage is businesses, other asset classes? Could you give us kind of a breakdown? That's a really good question. It could be best guess on these two. 50-50. 50-50, real estate, 50% everything else or 50% yeah. business? Yeah. My businesses are GoBundance and DAPT, David, Andrew, Pat, and Tim, the, the syndicate for apartments we do. Exactly. You, Some you, of that, yeah. And I also get income from the rentals. So the whole thing is so convoluted at this point. <laughs> do you do gold, crypto, anything like that? Do you have any sort of other investments in your portfolio? Yeah, I have about a hundred thousand in silver. I like silver over gold, and I probably have a hundred thousand in my retirement in silver, just a hedge, you know. Yeah. And then cool. I dipped my toe into crypto in the last few months. So yeah, same, same here. What? Why silver over gold? Uh, because if it ever hits the fan, I can get rid of it, and it's all sitting in my safe. There's some bars. There's a lot of. Uh, coins and stuff like that if that all it is to me is if robert kiyosaki's right and we have the eventual armageddon i got i got assets that i can barter so nope makes sense uh let's jump over to age defying health what is your current weight and body fat percentage i'm about 170 and 18 percent okay you had a uh an injury uh recently um and you went through you know some some ups and downs here with that injury you know, the, the yeah. you can you can get into as much or as little as you'd like to of that uh how has that affected your health if it if at all like or how have you modified or or you know managed through that because if you remember i said i chain smoke when i was younger yeah. i also i also ate like crap like my when i was a grocery clerk i'd work night crew sometimes and my breakfast was three plain old fashions and a maple bar. And I drank too much coffee. And I, you know, just for the first 35 years, I did not honor my body. And then I real, then I got into more getting the goods once my kids got older. And I was like, man, I want to climb mountains with 20 year olds. You better take care of yourself. So I absolutely changed my life around. But because of my earlier bad habits, I had a heart uh, problem in my late 40s. And then I had a blood clot in my leg, which was misdiagnosed earlier this year, misdiagnosed for two months. I almost lost my foot and I still have severe nerve damage in my foot, but I'm so active and so mindfully headstrong that I will be skiing with 20 year olds this winter. And I'm on right now, I'm on a disc golf tour of America playing courses all over, riding bikes, hiking, and my foot is pretty messed up and I'm doing severe treatment on it at night. I'm icing it and heating it and doing everything I can so the next day I can go play 18 holes and then literally icing it as I drive down the road to the next place. So My question for Tim before we started recording for you was, uh, you know, are you overdoing it? And it was like, oh, absolutely. Just... (laughs) <laughs> as casually as could be. What about, yeah. what about diet? So exercise, you're very active, you know, you're, you're, you know, you kind of get around and get goods in the woods, everything else like that. What does your diet look like? What do you, what do you, how do you focus there? 
I wouldn't say I'm fanatical, but I eat really well. I do a lot of, uh, I've learned a lot about keto and I try to stop eating by eight o'clock and then don't eat anything till like noon. I just went, I did a sugar fast and just, just always eating very sensibly. Let's go with that is, is I make sure I get plenty of meats, veggies. I stay away from crap as much as I can and, but I'm not over the top about it. I want to live like yeah, of course. And you, celery juice is a big thing for you now, yeah, too, yeah, is it yeah. not? Yeah, from the medical medium, Tina makes us a celery juice on a regular basis. Love it. Let's talk about Tina for a little bit uh, in the authentic relationship pillar. Tell me a little bit about your relationship with Tina. What makes it work? What lessons have you learned? And, and maybe just kind of expand that to your relationship today with your kids. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, we've been married 29 years. And she's been an amazing soulmate. She's a great partner. It's kind of like the way I look at it is she sets the table and has for all of this time so I can go out and be full on Timmy Tim Tim. And she's, yeah, she's been uh, an amazing, you know, partner to, to get me and my kids where they are. When she met me, my son was three and my daughter was one. And she kind of took them under her wing. And then we had Andy together. And Andy's been, a, he's kind of like me, not, not the easiest to raise and was kind of a contrarian. So, so he gave her a run for her money. And now he's 27 years old. He's a, a successful entrepreneur and she spends a lot of time doing his books and stuff like that. So uh, it's been a, it's been a good ride. Very cool. Very cool. What's your life happiness index look like? Um, mid to high eights. What's there, the lowest category within that? Would you say? I'd, I'm going to have to look. Bear with me for one second, Jamie. Of course. Of course. Mid to high eights is pretty good. That's a, that's a happy, happy individual. I, I might be curious to hear kind of your, your outlook. Well, what's funny is I haven't updated this in the last three months, but my risk and excitement was a six and my adventure travel was a six. And here I am with tons of risk and excitement and exercise. My exercise was a six because I had that injury. injury uh, yeah. Those are the lowest and now those are up high. And my future planning was a six. My highest, of course, is give back, love for work, and there's a lot of eights there. My gratitude thermometer is an eight, you know, so. Excellent. So you're, you're, you're making progress on your sixes, which is great. On contribution, speaking of, so I, I have a feeling you're going to put a lot of people to shame with this question, but amount contributed or percent of, uh, you know, your, your give back ratio, which, which one or both would you like to let us know what that is? Well... I give away, I'm going to give away $50,000 this year. And I really upped that, that, that number. Um, so that's 5% of my income or, or a little higher than 5%. I contribute 800 hours. And I think I'm being really low on that, yeah, sure which is at a thousand an hour. So my give to income ratio is going to be about 109% this year. Yeah, it, it matters. The amount of energy and time you put into into one life and just generally, you're, again, I look at you as each, each, each elder seems to have like a pillar that they are kind of the, the, the ninja of, right? Like Mike, I would put in the relationship pillar. David, Pat are probably over in that horizontal income. Maybe, maybe Pat's maybe more accountability. than- Accountability. Pat, Pat's for accountability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you, uh, I mean, you all represent all of them, but your, your ninja pillar seems to be contribution, right? That's, it's, um, age-defying health, except for the heart thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're, you're making up for, for, uh, for mistakes of the past. That's all, but you're still in great, great shape. You meet Tim in person. He's a, he's 60 years young at this point or close. Are you 60 or just under? I'm about 62. 62, <laughs> about 62. Uh, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know it physically. The guy is in incredible shape. He's uh, he rivals any 35 year old. So I know you're, you're, you're tamping that down a little bit, but you do really well in that pillar as well. All right, cool. So a hundred and hundred and some percent give back ratio. That is the highest I've heard so far, uh, but expected when it's coming from you. Let's talk about your GoPod. How often do you and the elders meet and what's the current discussion uh, that's going on in your GoPod? You know, we've evolved. We, we used to be 
more about our individual stuff. We still talk about that on a quarterly basis, I would say. We don't meet nearly as much as we used to. And then we're always talking about, you know, we meet as the elders. Uh, we used to meet weekly, but now that Chris has taken over, we, we meet once a month as the elders. Okay. And, and Chris has kind of taken it and ran. And just like with One Life, they don't need me anymore. And this is an amazing thing. Jeff Hoffman, who start, who created Priceline.com, he jokes about how he was one of the lead engineers and he went into an engineer's meeting like two or three years into it. And they go, Jeff, don't you have somewhere to be? Why don't you do my dry cleaning, Jeff? And that's what great leaders do. And I want you to catch this term if you're listening to this. We're the door, not the doer. Okay, And what that means is you find somebody like a Jamie Gruber who's hungry and is, is um, not happy where they are and they want to take something like Emerge and you open the door for Jamie to be the doer, to lead. Andrew Cushman would adapt. Chris Ryan and all the others, Melanie and all the others that are helping with GoBundance. I have an amazing team with One Life Fully Lived. And last week on the call, Susan Jacobson, one of our leaders, said, Tim, um, you're disrupting our calls. <laughs> Basically, why don't you go away? You know, and we did better when you were off, you know, and I, yeah. So I don't know whether to be offended. I'm not. Um, I, I look at it. I'm an amazing, you know, leader that, that finds top talent and then gets to go ski. And goes to drive around the country and look at a disc golf courses. So that's what a good leader does. Write down the term, you're the door, not the doer. Think of, uh, for me, it's Bill Walsh, the football coach who had assistants all over the league. Mike McCarthy won with the Green Bay. You know, just, just that's what a good your leader. Tree. Yeah. yeah. You build a legacy. Yep. Yep. Your coaching tree, your, your tree, your legacy. Absolutely. No, I like that. For you, what is the biggest business goal and maybe biggest personal goal that you have over the next year or so? Well, the biggest personal flat out going to be, I've, I've already seen myself climbing something like Mount Shasta, something big and gnarly and skiing down it, which is something I did before this foot thing. So, so I'm visualizing that every single day. I'm telling my brain, shut up, we're doing this. I don't feel this, just keep going. So that's the biggest is, is, is massive getting the goods in the woods this winter. Just, just, I guess my two is the 10,000. And, and I think of Steve Jobs with the thousand songs in your pocket for Apple 10,000 contacts at your disposal for GoBundance. Okay. So that's being us at 10,000 people. And then One Life Fully Lived, we see Carolyn Colleen. Within three years, she's going to be talking in front of the United Nations, talking about everybody in the world needs a roadmap. That's one of my goals for One Life. That my second goal is to absolutely disrupt our education system. Come on. If you're listening to this, you know it's just all screwed up. People paying $500,000 to have their kid get to be on the crew, you know, rowing crew. The whole system is messed up. And Buckminster Fuller in the 30s said, how do you change a paradigm? And in this case, it's our messed up education system. You make something that is so amazing and useful that you make the old system obsolete by nature. And that's our one life roadmap. That needs to be in every school and kids need to be going towards their best life not being taught how somebody did something and you should be pissed off at them give me a break that's incredible the the education disruption is amazing and i love the idea of carolyn in front of the in front of the united <laughs> nations that first of all she'd kill it she'd absolutely <laughs> rock that but secondly boy talk about impact right for one life for you for her that would be that would be stellar and it'll happen one day so that's incredible thank you for sharing that all right, we are going to wrap this up with a question from the GoBundance card deck. You can get this in the GoBundance app, download, generate a new card. I did. It's the seven of, I always mess this up, clubs. The one with the three bumps. That's the clubs, not spades. Yeah, seven of clubs. The question is, if you were given a do-over, what would you use it to change? 
Two things. One, I wouldn't have smoked cigarettes from 14 to 35, no brainer. And number two, I would have been so much nicer to myself when I was younger. My self-talk was, you suck. You haven't done anything. Show me something. Come on, push, push. And now my self-talk is, I love you, dude. You're so funny. You crack me up. You know, and I just wish I had that. I had some of that in me because I always had a great sense of humor, but I was so hard on myself. And I implore you, if you're listening to this, be nice. You're you're amazing. If you're listening to this, you're doing the extra things. You know, just be gentle on yourself and, and get quiet and ask. That is a great way to wrap this up. Tim, what's a, a place people can find out more about you? We talked about One Life. What's You can restate those if you'd like the, the uh, web address, the Facebook page. Uh, but where should people reach out or learn more about you? Well, first and foremost, please go to onelifefullylive.org. If you like what you're hearing, please join our contributor club. You can get coaching from me and people like Jamie and the amazing people and the four things we teach. That, that can help you crush what you do so you can help us throw down the rope to others. And that's at onelifefullylive.org. You can be a One Life Roadmap guide. You can join our contributor club. There's a number of ways you can help us. If you want to learn more about this or want to reach out to me personally, I can be reached at Tim at Tim Road, R-H-O-D-E, Tim at TimRoad.com. Jamie, this has been a blast. Thanks so much for having me on, brother. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Enjoy the rest of your trip. Stay safe. Try not to hurt your foot too bad. And uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll talk soon. Thank you again for being on. My sincere pleasure, Jamie. Thanks, Betty. We'll see you. The wrong tribe confounds. The right tribe compounds. Get your free copy of the runaway bestseller, Tribe of Millionaires, a $20 value at tribeofmillionaires.com free. Just pay the shipping. That's tribeofmillionaires.com. Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy! Oi, oi, oi! The out of Australia, you croaky, abundant sky! Well, the Aussies won't have us, but the Ecuadorians are saying... Come on, win it, go bandits! Grab life big at the Galapagos Islands and Ecuador! September 13th through September 23! We fly into Quito and immediately ship off to the Hot Springs Resort where you can put one foot in the Northern Hemisphere and one foot in the Southern Hemisphere at the same time. Selfie! Day two. We travel to the Amazon jungle and go straight into it with some epic class four whitewater rafting. That night we stay at stunning Hamadrati Jungle Lodge. Then we travel downriver to a remote indigenous village for our give back project. There we'll be giving to a village of indigenous Ecuadorians who so need our help in rebuilding their community. And of course, we will be bringing hundreds of GoBundance Frisbees to teach the kids the game of Ultimate Frisbee. Later that day, we'll be welcomed into the same community and thankful for our efforts and we stay with the tribe. We say adios to our newfound friends and travel back upriver and onward by road from the jungle back into the mountains. This afternoon, we'll reach Banos, a small town situated in a valley at the base of an active volcano. Then we'll head to nearby San Martin Canyon for a bunch of cool activities like ziplining, walking across a high, high, high suspension bridge, Via Ferrata, whatever the hell that is, and a canopy jump into the Rio Pastraza. Sort of like 12 shots of B12 racing. Day five from Banos, higher to the Andes towards Cota Paxi. Now, we're gonna break into two groups. Each group is gonna do something on this amazing mountain or volcano. You will have your choice. Choice one, we're gonna wake up at midnight and summit that sucker so we are there at the sunrise. Now the summit is 19,347 feet. 
no joke. I highly recommend you train hard for this. Be ready for this because 19.347 is no joke. We'll have another group head to Hacienda La Aligra, a family-owned horse farm located in the panoramic volcano valley. We're gonna do some horseback riding and then do an epic mountain bike ride. You don't have to decide till you get there. It's gonna be absolutely epic either way. We'll all return to Quito. It's time for Aspiring Adventures, epic, amazing race. What a way to see Quito, Ecuador. Then. We fly out of Quito to the Galapagos Islands. There we stay at the famous Finch Bay Eco Hotel for three nights in a row. And this afternoon, we're going to go wander and check out some of the weird and wonderful wildlife. We're going to do some scuba diving, snorkeling in the pristine waters of the Galapagos. Bucket list item check! Then on day 10, we are going deep sea fishing. This will be a day of epic nautical bombastia. Then we fly out of the Galapagos, refreshed, re-energized, and with a soul that is majorly fulfilled. Ecuador is bound to be one of GoBundance's most epic international adventures yet. And I hope to see you there. Go Ecuador! Thank you for tuning in to the GoBundance Podcast. We hope to see you at a live event in the near future. If you're new to us, here's a quick explanation of our programs. Number one, Emerge a web-based journey for millionaires to be. Number two, Ascend, an interactive mastermind, the next stage of our journey. Number three, GoBundance Elite, the original tribe of millionaires. Number four, GoBundance Champions, five million net worth and above. Number five, GoBundance Women, a tribe of amazing badass women. For detailed information on all five of these, simply find us at GoBundance.com. Until then, grab life big.